the lesson this morning. The scripture reading will come from Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 14. This is why I kneel before the Father. Every ethnic group in heaven or on earth is recognized by him. I ask that he will strengthen you in your inner selves from the riches of his glory through the Spirit. I ask that Christ will live in your hearts through faith. As a result of having strong roots in love, I ask that you'll have the power to grasp love's width and length, height and depth together with all believers. I ask that you'll know the love of Christ that is beyond knowledge so that you will be filled entirely with the fullness of God. Glory to God who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagined by his power at work within us. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and always. Amen. If you want to get your Bibles out and turn to that passage, Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to be studying from that this morning. Uh, good to see you here this morning. Good to be studying God's Word together with you. Uh, this week, actually the last couple weeks, I've been working with my kids to uh, try to get them, keep them in shape. Uh, with the heat being so bad, they tend to just sit around. We all do. Uh, just sit around inside and uh, just stay cool as much as possible. But uh, wanting to keep them in shape and keep them moving around. So I've been working on some plyometrics with them and getting them faster and stronger, trying to help them out. And then I realized I, I need it because I'm trying to show, the, show them all these things and I can't do that stuff that well anymore. Um, I, I get gassed pretty quick. So I got, I got some work to do to get myself in shape. Uh, but as we think about strength, you know, maybe there's times in our lives whenever we have a lot of strength, uh, ex external strength and bodily strength. Um, the strongest people we know aren't really the people who have that kind of strength. I mean, many times we see these big bodybuilders or whatever, and, and they're just, they're, they're boo-hooing or crying or whatever, you know. They, uh, they can't stand to see the side of their own blood or something like that. I mean, that, there's a different kind of strength. There's two different kinds of strength. There's this external bodybuilding kind of strength, and then there's something else that's internal uh, and that's what we're going to be studying about today is that internal strength. And, and how do we develop that kind of internal strength is kind of going to be our goal as we study together. Uh, we've been looking at different prayers in the Bible. We've gone through the Old Testament uh, just picking kind of uh, random different prayers and learning lessons from them. And now I want to bring you to the New Testament to one of my absolute favorite texts uh, in Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, that is amazing to me. It's, it's mind-blowing. As we study through it together, I hope that you'll, you'll see and understand this. This is truly amazing words that we learn from Paul. Uh, really, throughout the first three chapters of Ephesians, Paul has kind of had on the tip of his tongue his prayer. Uh, he's constantly been uh, referring to him, bowing his knees and to pray before God, and, and that's, that's kind of what he wants to reveal to the Ephesians is, What's on his mind? What's on his heart? What he's praying for them to have and to know? Uh, and, and so he's, he's constantly trying to get that out. But along the way, he's revealing to them all these things that he wants them to know. 
uh, and helping them understand how blessed they are in Christ. And really all of that is pointing to this, this prayer that we see at the end of this section. The first three chapters are really all a section. All of the understanding of the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ lead him to offer this prayer. Verse 14, he says, This reason I bow my knees before the Father. For this reason, for the reason of everything that I've been revealing to you and the, the beautiful uh, glory of, of the blessings that God has given to us, I'm bowing my knees before the Father. I want to talk, stop right there and think he's bowing his knees. I don't know how often we pray, um, but how often do you bow your knees to pray? Um, maybe that's a typical Thing that you, you like to do, you commonly will bow down on your knees to pray. I've heard an a elder at one of the congregations I was at, every morning he would just roll out of bed and he'd just go right to his knees and he would start to pray. I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, but usually, praying was done in the Jewish community while standing. They would stand to pray. And so to be on your knees is giving us this apparent uh, you know, indication that Paul is yearning for something. He's begging for something to be true, to be happening. He's, he's calling out to God, asking God earnestly to provide this one thing. So what is it that Paul is desiring? Look at the next verse. From whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Paul is asking God to strengthen the Corinthians and to give them a, an amazing sense of strength. And what kind of strength is he talking about? Is this the strength to go out and to battle against the Romans and all those Jews who are persecuting them? No, that's not what it's about at all. But it's about an inner strength. And notice the wording. That God would give you power or that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Paul wants them to have strength inside of them, in their inner being. Now that idea of inner being may not be something that we spend much time on, so I want to pause on that and think about that. A lot of times I read through this text and I'd be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. That sounds really great. I'd love to have strength in my inner being, but I don't just stop and think, what is the inner being and why does it need strength? Inner being is our mind, our heart, our spirit. These are all things that are commonly being talked about as we, as we study through scriptures as, as important characteristics of us. The things that we have, our mind, our heart, and our strength are supposed to, our spirit, are supposed to love God. With all of it. We're supposed to love God with all of it. And all of these are referring to intellectual, emotional, and also behavioral uh, things that are going on inside of us. Uh, that are happening inside of us. The, the way that we're thinking about certain things. The way that we're feeling about certain things. The way that we're choosing to act and to live and to do things. That all stem from something that is inside of us. Our mind, our heart, our spirit is really who we are. And so what Paul is praying for, strength in their inner being, he's praying for them to have strength that's not external, but strength that is internal. 
And he's bowing his knees before the Father, asking for God to give them a strong heart and a strong mind and a strong spirit. Well, what does that look like? What does a strong mind think about? What does a strong heart pursue and and desire? Uh, What does a strong spirit look like? How how does someone have a strong spirit? These are all thoughts I was going through as I was studying this week and trying to understand what is all of this? He's praying for them to have a strong inner being. What would that look like for me? How could I have a strong inner being? Intellectually, I think we could understand it would be a strong knowledge and understanding of God's word. A, a, a deep dive into the understanding of God is going to give us all kinds of knowledge and wisdom about who we are and, and our purpose in life. And that's supposed to take place inside of us. That's what Paul is telling the Ephesians. I'm praying for you to have this. For you to internally be strong in your mind, in your knowledge, in your understanding of who God is, what he's done for you, and what he desires for you. I'm praying for you to have uh, uh, an understanding of the way that you're supposed to live. An understanding of the way that you're supposed to interact with others. And and that, that strong heart is compassion, love inside that looks beyond the external. And that desires to give of yourself to serve God zealously, worshiping Him, praising Him, and to serve others around you. That's a strong heart. A a heart that's passionate about the will of God. A heart that's tender and, and recognizes its faults and understands God knows all those things anyway, but that He's willing to forgive and you seek the forgiveness. That's the kind of heart that is strong. And the the spirit inside of us that's strong is resilient. It perseveres the trials, the temptations. It's determined to glorify God with faith. See how faith is needed in all of these. Really the heart is, is, is where faith stems from. But faith is supposed to be what emboldens all of these things and strengthens them and builds them up to become ultimately what glorifies God. And it's not about the external, but it's about the internal. And we know that if we just think about what a weak heart and mind and spirit would look like. The person with the weak mind, heart, spirit, they're immature. They're not resilient, they fold at the first sign of trouble or discouragement. They, they throw their hands in the air and they give up. They, they don't pursue the purpose that God has given them. They're pursuing the purpose that the world has given them that, that gives them the most uh, enjoyment in life. They're, they're weak because they fall to temptations. They fall into trials. They're unable to grasp what God wants them to do. Yeah, they listen to it, but then they leave not knowing what was just said because they don't really have the strength to comprehend it and to apply it to themselves. That's what Paul wants them to get out of, them to move out of and toward spiritual strength. He himself is exemplifying this. You think about Paul. He is... The example of 
inner strength, as he is willing to serve God in the good times and the bad times. Uh, He's willing to say, as he's in prison, uh, facing a trial that could lead to his death, to live as Christ. If I get to go on living, I'm going to serve Christ. I'm going to give everything to him. But to die is really game. So it doesn't matter which way I go. You see that internal strength inside of him. He knows why he's here. He knows what he's here to do, and he has fully given himself over to that, fully committed his mind and his heart and his spirit to doing the will of God no matter what happens. He's here to serve. Another phrase from Paul is, if I'm to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, so be it. That's the end of his life, 2 Timothy, another Uh, The first one is from Philippians, and next one is from 2 Timothy. Two letters Paul wrote in prison as he's facing judgment and about to die. He has this inner strength inside of him that says, I'm not here for myself, but I'm here to serve God and to fulfill what he's called me to do in this life. He's constantly pushing himself to do the things that are difficult. That is inner strength. That is inner strength. He knows what he ought to do, and he's pushing himself to do it. He makes huge journeys across the globe at that time, and he teaches people who have no idea who he is and and who have no desire really to hear anything he has to say. They stone him. He gets back up. He goes at it again. Uh, They reject him, and he keeps on teaching. He doesn't get discouraged. He endures all kinds of persecution. He's thrown in prison for something he doesn't do, and he's not let out because of uh, political corruption. And yet he remains joyful at the hope that he has and at the work he's been given and the opportunities that he has. That is inner strength inside of Paul. And that's what he desires for the Ephesians. That's what he is bowing his knees before God, praying. For God to give them. Notice how that strength happens according to Paul. The end of verse 16, he says, well, we'll read it all. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now there's a lot of words in there. And if you're reading through it and you're like, okay, what did he just say? Let's kind of break this down. There's four phrases that are really important, I think, as you're studying through this in order to understand it. Okay? He wants them to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. First phrase, how do we become stronger? Well, Paul is praying for God to provide the strength. Well, how is God going to provide the strength? Well, there's plenty of ways God could do that. But he says through his spirit 
in your inner being. There is some working of the spirit in the inner being of the Christian that is able to produce spiritual internal strength. And Paul is praying for God to do that. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever wonder about that? Do you ever pray for God to do that, to provide inner strength through his spirit working inside of us? I don't know how he does that. It doesn't tell us how. Uh, miraculous, providential, I don't know what the difference is and how we would distinguish or determine any of that kind of stuff. But what we know is, some way, somehow, the Spirit is able to work inside of us to bring about spiritual growth and, and strength internally. And Paul is praying for God to do that. For God to work inside of the Ephesians to bring about that strength. We learned something else about this strength as he continues, he kind of parallels all of those things with saying that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints, the breadth, length, height, and depth, and know the love of Christ, surpasses knowledge. Notice there's parallel statements throughout this. Let's kind of go to the, the, the second one there. He says, Rooted and grounded in love. This one's a little easier, okay? So I went to this one first. We understand this concept. Strength, being rooted and grounded. We think of a big oak tree that's able to hold up to all the wind because it's rooted and it's grounded. And, and that's the picture of strength, that we would have deep roots. That we would have a heart that loves God deeply. That we would have a knowledge that goes deeper than surface level in understanding who God is and what he's done for us. That we would study his word diligently to know that provides us with a foundation that helps us to endure whatever trials may come. And that's what he's, he's pointing to. Through his spirit uh, providing us with understanding and comprehension that we would become deeper in our understanding, in our knowledge intellectually. And then he, he said before that, this more difficult, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. What does that mean? <laughs> that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend. Notice he kind of describes it. Having Christ dwell in our hearts through faith, is about being rooted and grounded in love, having the strength to comprehend with all the saints the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. To have Christ dwelling in our hearts is talking about having an internal strength from knowing Christ. That we know Christ and that Christ knows us. That we are in Christ and that Christ is in us. That there is a relationship, a deeply held relationship, a bond like a husband and a wife. That they say two flesh, two are now one flesh. There is a union that's supposed to happen. And what Paul is praying for to happen is Christ to be one with the Ephesians. To be joined together with them. And for them to resemble Jesus. To know his love. To understand, to comprehend with all the saints. The breadth, the length, the height, the depth. 
of Christ's love is to have him dwelling within us, to be one with him. And that's what Paul is praying for. You want spiritual strength, inner strength. You have to know Christ. He has to know you. And then lastly, he says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You see, Christ in us, the Spirit working in us, being filled with all the fullness of God. You see in this, all three of the Godhead within us, filling us, making us resemble God. And that is what Paul is after for the Ephesians. That's what he's praying for. That they would have so much strength within them that they resemble Christ. They resemble the Spirit. They resemble God. And we see as we study this how we get that kind of strength. First of all, of course, the Spirit working. And second of all, our spiritual growth and understanding and knowledge of Christ's love for us. The, the, the words that are in the midst of this have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Notice that phrase, surpasses knowledge. We can't know that on ourselves. That's kind of what he points to very clearly there. It surpasses our knowledge, but Paul is praying that they would know it, that they would grasp it. What? The love of Christ, that they would see and understand how broad is the love of Christ. Broad enough to fill the whole earth. How long is the love of Christ? How long will he endure and dwell with us? How long suffering is he? How amazing is that picture? To the very end. He is, his love is, is everlasting. How deep does he love us deep enough to give us everything that we need in life? How great is his love? How high? Higher than the heavens? It's immeasurable. The grace has been lavished upon us because of the work of Christ. He has shown us tremendous love. Love that is beyond our comprehension in and of ourselves. That we need God to assist us and help us to grow and understand how much he loves us. And as that love is poured into our hearts. As we're opening our minds and hearts to understand the love of Christ. It's providing us with inner strength. That's the goal that Paul has in offering this prayer. That there would be an inner strength created inside of us as we grow in our understanding of Jesus Christ. So do you have Christ dwelling in your heart? Are you one with him? Is he one with you? Do you know and, and understand the love that God has for you and the love that Christ has for you? Have you pursued that knowledge that's beyond your own ability to understand? Have you prayed for God to enlighten you and help you and, and, and show you more of who he is as you study his word? Are you being filled with all the fullness of God? 
kind of did a little side study on this because I found it fascinating. Throughout the Bible and throughout the New Testament, there's constantly, Paul is constantly referring to the idea that he wants these Christians to understand they have been filled in Christ. They've been filled with the fruit of righteousness. But also, he wants them to pursue filling. That, that there's a sense in which they can find fulfillment as they understand and know God more. Do you feel, feel fulfilled in your life? And if not, are you looking in the right places to experience fulfillment? If you're looking in the wrong places, you're going to grow weaker and weaker. But if you're looking in the right places, if you're seeking his love, you will find strength and a feeling of fulfillment. He's going to go on from this and tell us that uh, we, as the body of Christ, are supposed to unite with one another to grow in this knowledge and understanding so that we can glorify God. In a very weak and sinful world. He desires for all the saints everywhere. To be filled with the knowledge and understanding of Jesus. And to live out a life that resembles the life of Jesus. We can't do this on our own. We need his help. That's why he says through, through his spirit that he's praying all of this. He's not praying, Ephesians, I pray that you'll just stop being lazy and that you'll muster up the strength to get up there and figure all this stuff out yourselves. But he says, I pray that God will work inside of you to transform your mind, your heart, and your spirit to resemble his. And we ought to pray for that very same thing because look at what he says in verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. If I'm saying all these things about becoming spiritually strong and, and having spiritual strength from the God's spirit working within us, and you're just like, oh, that can't ever happen. No way. What is that? That sounds too mystical. It sounds too out, out there. Well, he's able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. And until we put our faith in those words that Paul has given us and start praying for strength that's inner, that's, that's, that's not something that's, tangibly obtained but that's something that that God puts within us till we start seeking that and pursuing that with prayer we shouldn't expect to receive it let's go to God in prayer holy and gracious heavenly father thank you so much for these words of encouragement thank you lord for choosing to send your son jesus down to this earth uh, to exemplify the, the spiritual strength that you desire for each of us to have, that we would put our faith and trust uh, fully into you, uh, knowing that you are able to do exceedingly beyond anything that we could ever imagine, 
uh, knowing that you love us and that you care for us by his love. Lord, there may be many here this morning who are struggling with uh, weakness internally. Uh, There may be many here who are falling to sin over and over again. Uh, Maybe some who are going through uh, extreme trials and they're struggling with doubt and fear and and they're they're failing to uh, live the life of self-control and and righteousness that you called us all to. Uh, Lord, we pray at this time that you'll be with them especially, but I I pray, Lord, that you'll be with us all as our strength seems to fluctuate, uh, as we tend to pursue things that are not good for us and we lose strength. We pray, Lord, that you will work within us to give us the strength that we need, that you'll help us to become a people who glorify your name, And bring others to know you. Thank you Lord for the promises that you've provided us. That you will be with us. And that you will bless us so long as we serve you. And we commit our lives to you. Uh, Please help us all to do that each and every day. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. If you're here this morning and you're not a child of God. You've not received the blessings that Paul talked about. In those first three chapters. They're open to you. They're available to you. As they are to all of us. Uh, They're not available to us because we're so good and we're so righteous and we've accomplished so much. But they're available to us because God chose to love horrible sinners and provide salvation as a gift free of charge that's available to us all. If you're here this morning, you've not accepted that gift, then you will have no excuse when the judgment day comes. The opportunity was laid before you and you rejected it. Don't do that. Please make the commitment to God. Please give yourself to Him and let Him begin a work in your life. If you're here and you're struggling with spiritual weakness, uh, we want you to know you're not alone, and we want to encourage you in any way that we can. But we need to know your struggles. Uh, Will you please let us know? Let somebody next to you know. You don't have to come down here, but let someone else know so that they can pray for you, someone who you see is spiritually strong. Let them know so that they can be praying for you. But pray for God to help you. And if you want to come forward, we'll all pray for you. And God will help. If there's anything that we can do, please come as we stand and as we sing.